So this week's movie was your choice, Peter. Yes. What did you go for? So this was my nomination for the 100th episode mm. votee thing. And it came joint first with Sidey's nomination of They, they live. live. And I plumped for Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Well, since they both didn't really win that poll because you both cheated on it, I didn't watch this one either. That's, you should, if you were going to watch one or the other, you should. I, this one's a much easier. I did actually watch, watch They Live. Hang on. Oh, you did. I did you? This is I a, caught up with that hang this on. week. This is a what? Much. It's a much easier watch than They Live. It's just, you know. In the sense that it's not at all. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thought you were, okay, nearly fell off my chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, go on, you watched They I Live. I did watch They Live. It's great, isn't it? Me and, the, me and the boy watched it, and it was decent. Yeah. 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 As you described in the midweek movie mention, I got what I got on that tin, and um, I was pleased with it. Well, yeah. let, let's try and convince you that Cloud Atlas is worth the same uh, I'm, I'm going to struggle to convince you, to be honest. Okay, right, well. Well, that's predictable. <laughs> well, Pete's, well, I do Pete's talked me into more... More than just watching a film before, so he's half a chance. <laughs> that sounds like a story that needs <laughs> I, to be I do have a bone to pick because, Pete, in your campaign, you outed me as a Tom Hanks hater, which is not true. I don't think you've been very complimentary about him. No, there's and loads a lot of, of stuff roles. that I like. It's Forrest Gump that I specifically have hatred for, like Castaway, Joe Metal Volcano, Road to Perdition. There's loads of good stuff in there. He is yeah. a bit of a kind of vanilla dude. It's hard to... You did accuse him of being in a global vampiric well, that's, cabal. That's true, though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So I'm I'm on board with Tom Hanks, not okay. so much Hugh Grant. I don't okay. like Hugh Grant. Well, what, you don't what, like Hugh Grant? No, I hate I him. I think he's decent. I like him. What I, what I like about both of these guys in this film, and in fact all of the uh, the actors in this film, is that they play a whole myriad of different characters. They're totally... I mean, there's there's no way that you would have put Hugh Grant playing any of the characters. I don't think any of them. No. Maybe. Two in particular stand out as being very far from his usual thing. We should probably say this is going to be a really hard movie yeah. for us to talk about. So sorry to the listeners. Well, so this is going to be rambling. It, it's, it's a series so for of... Dan, it is effectively right. a like a conglomerate of six different stories, all set at different times. There are conglomerate me. Just things all like, it's like smashed if together. The six best <laughs> Premier League teams came together <laughs> yeah. to form a European a Super European League, Super which League. excluded West Ham. Yeah. That would, would it, be a conglomeration that, of that teams. That sounds junk, but all right. <laughs> well, West Ham would have been the storyline that they left out because it wasn't good enough. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. right away I am I am kind of with Sidey on this where I, I'm not feeling this might be the film for me, but carry on. Okay, so that that's the basic thing. I th- it was it's a film ad- adaptation of a book which yeah. I I didn't ever read and I didn't know anything about. I've actually got it at home. I was going to bring it. I wondered if anybody wanted to read it. Mm. It's really good. Right. It's really good. No. Apparently, apparently, as a as a book, it was incredibly difficult to sort of put piece together as a concept and as a film. I imagine even harder. But they did. They made it. It's got an absolutely massive sort of ensemble cast and. Quite a lot. So uh, there's a lot of there are themes that run through it. It's the the majority of the same actors just playing different characters in each of the six stories. In, they're all in each set, of the different time periods. Yes, yeah. and they're all set in different time periods. I think the earliest one is uh, 1849. There we go. And the latest one is 2364 or something. Yeah. something right. So it's set from. in the past, kind of the present. There's a couple of them in sort of our, well, in like recent history. And then there's a, a sequence around Three Mile Island, isn't it? In yeah. 1973 and all of the stuff that happened there. And so, and I think in, in, again, it's fair to say in each of them. So you've got you've got Tom Hanks, you've got Halle Berry. 
You've got Hugh Grant, Hugo Weaving, yeah, yeah. Oh, so and Ben Stella, Stella Color, oh, absolutely oh, amazing. Stella they're Cost. all on board, and and so these six stories, they're all intertwined. Over they're they're different... effectively interlinked. There's right. usually something like a, a, a remnant of each time, well, at each each time period, each story that is then picked up on or referenced in the in the in the succeeding uh, story. So, so, so basically. At its core, and this is why I absolutely unabashedly love this movie, it's about an act of artistic expression in one time period sort of becoming the basis of a revolution for yeah. in another, which I just think is such yeah. an amazing idea. So the Cloud Atlas title is is a piece of music yeah. that is played in one of the, the uh, short stories with Ben Whishaw, yeah. Yeah. who's an actor I really like. It's a really good story. It's about a sort of aging maestro, maestro composer, yeah, and his sort of young, adoring apprentice who's sort of treated really badly but also has an amazing artistic expression in him and he's also got this complicated gay relationship going on. So there's all sorts of stuff going on. That's one of the stories. And and part of his, not necessarily his inspiration, but one of the the things he sort of turns to in The Quieter Times is the the journal of, I don't know, I can't remember the actor's name. Jim Sturgis, isn't it? Right, so yeah, so this guy who was on a, a slave trade expedition mm. in the first story, he writes a journal. That journal then becomes part of the the second story. The music itself and the letters to his his gay lover become a theme in the third story, which yeah. is, is Halle Berry's it, are these lead. These kind of batons that are passed through the almost. Different, yeah, it's yeah. like that. Are, are they all artistic though, or are they? Yeah, they're, they're never the people themselves. Yeah. the time span is too great. Well, to... the people themselves. Uh, there's a sort of reincar- there's quite a new agey reincarnation thing going on. That's why the actors are playing like different versions, very different versions of themselves. So, for instance, yeah. Hugo Weaving plays evil Mrs. Doubtfire as a nurse. Yeah, right. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. Jim Sturgis plays kind of Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, but Asian sort of. There's yeah. a real problem with with Yellowface around this movie that we'll probably have to talk about as well. Um, I, th- I think Halle Berry well, plays a white woman. A lot of the, the right. but a lot of the the characteristics are similar. Like most of Hugh Grant's characters are all bastards. They're all all yeah. of Hugo Weaving's are kind of like evil or they're bastards. Halle Berry is is a, a heroine he, he in, does, in most of them. The the Hugo Weaving character does have a redemption arc in one of the stories. So it's only it's only Hugh Grant's one who does a couple of acts of horrible violence. Is, is this then? It, it sounds like it's the same person that goes. Through different lives, I think and you're the idea effectively seeing the 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 kind of you know the wheel of life. Yeah, if, I I think the idea is that, right? is that it's a soul. Yes, they're all marked yeah. by a birthmark in the shape of a comet. Okay, uh, not all of them, some of them, yeah. and this is to reinforce the idea that it's like a different version of the same soul undergoing a journey over the the six ah, okay. stories. Right. So um, I mean, it's similar to to Buddhism, isn't it? Then yes, you know, you've got that kind of wheel, and to break it. You know, then you want to find enlightenment to to maybe then, yeah, one of those people that remembers all those other lives. Well, well at, at the heart of of each wheel. of the stories, albeit some some of it sort of quite like not that obvious, quite subtle, but some of it on on a significant level, there's there's some sort of either it's like rebellion mm. or awakening to mm. sort of like the the horror of certain concepts, like the the abolition of slavery is the main kind of like theme in the first one. I guess there's not really that big a, there's a message the exposure in, in the second of the, one with in, the... In 1973, that one, or yeah, the... Yeah, 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 the exposure of the... Well, Three so Mile Island thing. Yeah, 
And yeah. then you've got the sort of, it's kind of a story about an MP coming out, Ben Whishaw's one as well, isn't it? That yeah. His, although he's not really featured in it, that's part of it. So you've always got these, the, the sort of interconnectedness of the people across time and these imposed restrictions that are on some part of the society. And that's yeah. what they're rebelling against. And, and then I'm, I'm thinking back the last time I watched a film with kind of different stories within stories with probably Buster Suggs. But I'm getting that this isn't like that. This is more connected than Buster Suggs, which would almost stand alone. <laughs> What's he in madness? <laughs> Buster Suggs. Yeah, Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Scruggs. That's him. That was that was separate stories, whereas these are sort of inter They're they thematically linked, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Kind of baton of art or, or a so journal or something. The film art. itself jumps between the timelines. I mean it starts off with, with Tom Hanks playing his character in which in, in which he's they, they all sort of take it in turns to be the lead character in their in their different stories, like That's the main nice, actors. It, it is turns. nice. Everyone gets cool. a go. Move into the star kind yeah. of trailer that, that's basically yeah and the others become sort of supporting <laughs> yeah. it's it's it, it's rotated like that but it it jumps around that so that they're the the stories are linear in themselves but but they it jumps around between the different timelines yeah at, at times sometimes 30 second or two minute sequences yeah, so just to move the storyline forward and, and you what get they a do one as really well, terrific one like that where a, there's like a, a segment where he's talking about the boundaries between noise and sound there are conventions all boundaries are conventions waiting to be transcended and then it's got all this like smashing up of the the china in that shot yeah, yeah and yeah. it's got the robot and the guy um doing it with the you know penis and the vagina and you've got the <laughs> tom hanks giving that chick a, a blanket and stuff like all of it oh man just resonating across the time yeah days. and it, show, it shows some of the you know similarities uh between the stories like showing them one after the other as well it, like they sort of come together uh, it's such an it's it's an impossible film to describe. We, we've done our best. <laughs> For me, I knew nothing about it. Like what drew me in was um, it, it sounds like quite a long film. Is it a long it, film? It's, it's three hours. End of three hours, right. right? But what drew me in in the first place, I can remember, was was the cast more than anything, and the fact that it you know I I think I saw some stills of like Tom Hanks with you know as Zachary the guy at the end set in the future. Looking like he's got like a bit of a weird tribal tattoo yeah. on his face. Yeah, and Hugo Weaving is kind of dressed as like something that you'd find in the Mighty Boosh, but like really scary as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as like a, an adaptation of of the devil, really. Mm. I can't remember what he mm. what he calls him. Old Greg. Oh, Greg. Greg. Yeah. I can't remember what he That's calls the him. That's yeah, that is. And in, and in some of them, like Hugo Weaving, I think maybe James Darcy or one of the other characters. Did you notice? So when, when in the one where Jim Broadbent is the main character, which is kind of like the, the modern day, he gets involved with like a gangster. He's he's a, a biographer, isn't he? And he gets involved with a gangster and he's and he's written his biography. Yes. This gangster is, is not doing particularly, well, the sales of the book aren't doing particularly well. And he's, he's getting, he's, yeah, like somebody's, ripping him at that party yeah like it was is it a, a, it was it's the you're in the bargain yeah and so he comes up with a genius idea at that moment at the party and this is on like the top floor of a massive london building of just grabbing the guys ribbing him and throwing him straight off the top of the building it's, yeah, the it is, tend to do and then immediately so, so violent like, you get, like explosion yeah, of his head on the floor. yeah just thinking joe Pess, and, and this and this gangster casino or something this gangster i mean like side said before tom hanks has no range and he's not a very good actor this gangster <laughs> is he it, it's tom hanks playing an irish 
ball being. <laughs> it's not the best Irish accent. No, I've ever heard. no, it's dreadful, but it's um, a great scene. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's okay. like you've never seen him before. And and I do have to pick up on. Look, I know you don't like Hugh Grant. And I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise. But at least, like he, his biggest sort of criticism is that it's oh, it's like typecast. You're just playing the same dickhead in every single film. He doesn't go anywhere near that character or the normal characteristics in this film. At one point, he's playing like the head of a cannibal tribe, and he's like he's pretty terrifying as that. He's he is. yeah, he he's he he plays Jim Broadbent's kind of like asshole brother who's made it. Yeah, almost like a bit of a gangster himself. Yeah, who's made it. His wife is played by another male actor, just again to keep these kind of strange themes. So you have like men playing female parts, females playing male parts. You have Asian actresses playing white so female parts. Do you think that's to do with who it's directed by? Or is that part of the... It's not. It's difficult not to see it in that context because now, this, isn't it? And this is directed by the Wachowski siblings, and this was their first film after they'd both transitioned to being Lana and Lily. Is that their names? That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and I, the, but there's also a third party who sounds like it could be a character in the film. You Tom, know, Tom Twyker. Twyker yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, you know, when it comes to this thing blacking up or yellow face or, or whatever you know we want to call it if there's good reason to do it within the film and it fits the plot like if you're playing that character who's playing from what i hear here many lives of that person and you want to yeah. just try and touch on that and you i want think to act, to act you know I so think <clears throat> just having somebody in there for no other reason than you know, we dressed. I'm thinking back to some of the old films where they used to dress up Western actors to look mm. like Chinese or Bond. Yeah, whatever. And it was yeah. just like ridiculous. One of you our dinosaurs is missing. Was uh, mm. oh god, <laughs> was yeah. a strong. But, but I this, think the I argument. Where, so what's the argument? I didn't watch the film. So I think the argument is that it's really unfortunate because this is definitely a movie that is pro-diversity there's absolutely it's, it's no so doubt multicultural about that. yeah there are th- multicultural themes running through all of or, it or um but the yellow face there's all manner of there is representation and of, tolerance of all kinds of people mm. throughout all of the stories mm. and 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 they haven't it's not like in so one of the one of the stories is set in a place called Neo Sol, which is twenty one something or other. Yeah. It's set in in the future. It, you know, Sol has kind of like is it underwater or it's it's certainly sort of gone to rack. It's and very ruin. much like a, a um, very small version this, of the Matrix. This is the one that story. I think probably caused the most controversy because the, you've got a lot of predominantly white actors playing sort of well characters with Asian features, albeit around like the main actress is a South Korean actress in, yes. in that sequence. But she's also in other. She think, plays a Mexican woman in one yeah, of the sequences. And- it's, it's, you know, they're all doing, they're doing this with makeup. This wasn't, I think it, it, you'd struggle to say that it was like taking away an opportunity from a an Asian actress or, uh, you know, actresses or actors from, from different walks of life or cultures or whatever. It was part of the continuity of the story and of the souls that, that have been That's, referenced. Yeah, that- For me, it wasn't something, I mean, it's probably worth saying I, I have a, an Asian partner and, yeah. and, you know, mixed race children. I did not find this offensive in any way, shape, or form. Neither did my other half, who who is Asian. It was understood that it was this, it was just the same actors playing different roles throughout the film. Replacing them I, I with don't, different. I don't think so because then the, the, no, the, the, because part. then it would that have been would, lost. Yeah. The, you know the the, the, the representation it, it of the souls would have would have been lost. I don't speak for every Asian person so or, think, or anyone that may have been offended by it. But so I think. The way I've heard the argument constructed, which makes the most sense to me, 
is that you had an action role that you gave, not you, that was given to an American, a young American white actor who then used prosthetics to make himself look Asian in an action scene. And there's not enough positive representations of Asian men as leading figures in movies. And why couldn't they cast an Asian man and have him white face in the other that seems to be the argument ah, i right, get okay. that yeah. i do get that so and that does seem to be the specific role that has caused the most controversy i understand that argument there's absolutely no intent i don't in so, the yeah. movie at all especially like you said Zaidi, mm. through the lens of their own personal experience so yeah. this has to be one of the most ambitious films ever made uh, th- i fucking is, love it <laughs> what, what i will say to you dan Zaidi will presumably either say very few words or say his piece in a minute what i would say to you 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 cannot ever you, you have to this this film has to be seen in order to be understood or critiqued in any way shape or form it is like much like any other film i have ever ever seen before uh, and and or since it it's it is massively is like ambitious. Two. No, 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 it's totally different. Yeah, it it was really expensive. I don't know if it's necessarily the most expensive independently financed film, but it's right up there. It's way over a hundred million dollars. Oh, the, because the scope is enormous, and, and the book was big, wasn't yes, it? Yes, bigger than I, that, Dan. It was huge. Uh, the Wachowskis <laughs> contributed seven million pages, seven yeah. million of their own money. How the, much? The German government financed it. 20 million of it so it's wow. obviously nazi propaganda in some way as a counterpoint i i would say before i give my opinion that i always go into film wanting to enjoy it and mm-hmm. to like it i didn't get on with this movie i would say that it is by a distance the worst thing i've ever fucking seen really yeah. wow i just i, I can't I would say believe is, that you i taking the worst thing you've ever seen the worst Rock, thing you've Citizen ever Kane, seen to compare to this uh, yeah wow I, I just didn't go but i had had my covid jab and i was so fucking rough uh, and it was just going on oh, and on this yeah, film and I was just I was struggling I was really struggling with it I, I was going to turn it off after an hour and I thought I can't do that because we've got to talk about it but I fucking hated it yeah, I absolutely hated it oh that's horrible wow okay yeah. so would you have rather not watched it are you glad that you watched no, it no I'd rather would not watched it I yeah, could have watched two see, films that's where I'm at so yeah. I, I think yeah but right. have you got a closed mind but I would like say Sadie, or? I think you no no I would, okay. I would agree with the guys in that it is super ambitious and I guess uh, maybe if I had a clearer state of mind at the time I watched it, maybe it would have been a bit, it would have connected with it a bit more. It is very confusing. I found it very di- difficult to follow. And so for that reason, I was just like, God. And then you know you're strapped in for three hours and like, oh man, it's just fucking going yeah. on and on. I don't like fucking Hugh Grant. Big, big fan of Tom Hanks, as we discussed. This is his, this is one of the only films of his that he rewatches. So. All There's right. got to be something going on for it. But, the, um, the cast themselves are all huge fans of the film. Oh, Tom, if you're listening and you want to come to the Man Cave and watch it, we'll make sure Sidey's not here because he hates you. Um, we'll <laughs> be and Pete and yeah, maybe Dan. Dan, are you, are you okay well, with Tom, Tom Hanks coming? In, yeah, bye. even yeah. though you, you don't want to watch the film that he likes himself in. We'll watch it together. He'd probably, you and Tom? Yeah. He'd probably okay, value there you. Is an offer There's an you, offer yeah. you can't refuse, yeah. 66.67% of us enjoyed this film. Wow. Okay. Because I love this movie so much. I've seen it maybe four or five times now. Jesus. And I've read the that, book as that well. Was, I might read the book before I watch the film. Yeah. If you can lend me the book, I will. I might I will. read that before I watch the film. But so someone online called it a pretentious cliche. It's like, yeah, I totally get that. People, that is a completely 
if that was your reaction to the movie, I can totally sure understand cliche. it. I, I think Long-winded that... new age mess. So PhD Travel <laughs> said it was like flipping channels for three hours, which, yeah. which I thought, you know, and, I and, and I can't yeah. deny how it's it's going to polarize people because it's not a safe film. It's not you're not, not sitting there. Like it's it's not a vanilla sort of but it, that's, easy thing. That's your criticism mm. of Hugh Grant as an actor, and and you have no, I, referenced I, Tom Hanks' no, safe but that's choices as well. And these they've gone so far. All of them have gone so far. Everyone has gone so far out of their comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, and I like that because if you're on the edge, sometimes it'll be you'll love it, and sometimes you'll hate it. That's fine. There's yeah. there's artists, there's, there's people, there's musicians that I like that I like that. You know, mm. sometimes it just doesn't work, but at least they're taking a chance on something. So I, I'm glad that they went out and they made this thing. They're passionate about it and they took a chance on it. Mm. For me, it just didn't hit. Yeah, you know, right. and I and I really really didn't enjoy it. But you know, I'd sooner people were doing this sort of thing than just chilling out your fucking silly rom coms all the time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Although well, you stand by the worst thing you've ever it seen, is the, it is the least enjoyment I've ever had. <laughs> Uh, watching a movie <laughs> yeah, ever in my life. That has got to be a, quite yeah. a lot to do with the vaccine, I reckon, more than the movie, surely. It, it, well, I would have told I don't know. I'll never watch it again, so I couldn't tell you if I enjoyed it. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. not no, even no. if Tom does come and watch it with Dan. No. <laughs> Comp. Competition time. Yeah, we're running a competition which was to do with our 100th episode, which was a review of They Live. Yes. I asked you to tell us what score I awarded that movie, which we all liked. There's a hint. So do that. This competition will be running for another week or so, something like that. But we'll inform you on Twitter when it's closing. Anything else we need to say about it? Where? Yeah, they should tell us on Twitter, shouldn't they? Yeah. That's where we do all our chat on. Ama- yeah. You get to win an amazing prize. I mean, yes, it's exclusive it's, stuff. It's painted face of the creature from They Live. How big is it? It's bigger than that. <laughs> is it? It's well, huge. It's huge. DM us the answer. We don't want. Don't go public. Don't out the answer. The world's not ready. Come, 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 come to stand. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow, wow.